Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Manu Samoa eye back-to-back wins over the Wallabies. Tonga's new netball coach looks long-term. And the Papua New Guinea Hunters find themselves in a mini-crisis. But first, the Pacific Games Council remains hopeful the Northern Marianas can still host the 2021 mini-games, despite the governor announcing they would pull out due to the destruction brought by Super Typhoon Yutu. Ralph Torres said the Category 5 Super Typhoon from October had strained the CNMI's coffers and greatly affected the government's ability to financially back the Games. But the Pacific Games Council Chief Executive Andrew Minogue says they believe a solution can still be found to keep the event in Saipan. They were looking forward to the Games coming to, to Saipan, and we all were. They've got all the facilities in place, or, or did have, prior to the cyclone or typhoon, and um, it, it's a, a location that's certainly capable of hosting the Games. So we'll um, hopefully get over there next week and have have a look around and meet the governor and and try and look at ways to work with him and his administration to see what we can do to keep the games there. So as you understand it this is obviously the government saying that this is no longer a practical option not necessarily the CNMI sports officials saying that they don't want to still host it. That's correct. All, all we've got at this stage is a copy of a letter that was sent by the governor to the sports federation. So they will have to go through their own process um, within their sports um, to see whether they accept that or whether they want our help to try and get the governor to change his mind. And I guess those discussions will be happening this week in Saipan. But as I said, we're very open to the idea of coming and helping all of the stakeholders over there to understand how we could make this work for them. I suppose the Pacific Games Council has had experience in recent years, obviously Tonga pulling out of this year's Games, which are now in Samoa, and I think even the mini-games in Wallace and Petuna, I think there was a a natural uh, event there which uh, caused a a bit of disruption and dislay to some of the venues that uh, made things a little bit, uh, you know, tight at the last moment. Yeah, that's right. I mean, just concentrating on the the Tonga to Samoa uh, experience, for this year, if you recall back in 2017 when um, the Prime Minister made the announcement that they didn't want to host the Games in Tonga anymore, um, the first thing that the Games Council did was to go and meet with him and offer him some potential solutions if cost was the consideration in you know, how we could make the Games cheaper, how we could look at streamlining the sports program or uh, the athlete numbers per sport, we lots of things that we can look at. And I think we want to go through that same process with Saipan. I don't want the governor to, to be thinking that they have to actually deliver every single thing that they promised back in 2014 when they um, were successful with their bid. I think we're all very sympathetic to what's happened with the natural disaster last year. 
I think uh, when they won their bid, they were unopposed. So the, the movement unanimously wanted to go to Saipan in 2021. So I think it's incumbent on us to do what we did last time with the Tonga situation and meet the governor and, and see what we can do to help. And keeping in mind that that bid was unopposed, and I think they'd been thinking about it for a little while before actually they put that final bid in, um, mm. are there any alternatives uh, that come to mind if there isn't the option of staying in Saipan? Uh, I'm sure there will be. Um, uh, just going back to, to your, the start of your question, the, um, they were unopposed, uh, I think largely because the time before that they did against Vanuatu. You remember Vanuatu hosted the mini-games in 2017 and when they won the rights to host those games, Saipan were bidding against them and did quite well. It was quite a close vote. Uh, so the next time around when Saipan bid for, for these games in 2021, I think the movement knew that they were serious and they wanted the games and they put up a good fight the time before and that's why I said everybody unanimously backed their candidacy for 2021. As for other hosts, we uh, we will obviously will have options if, if it is confirmed that Saipan won't go ahead and host the games. There, there I'm sure will be options where... Games Council will probably go through a process that we went through last time when um, when Samoa and Guam put in for 2019 and ultimately Samoa was successful. We'll probably look at a process similar to that. Um, we actually, right at this moment, do have a competitive bid process for the following mini-games, which is 2025. We've got Palau and American Samoa formally bidding to host you know, the 25, 2025 edition. You know, we've got two countries that want the mini-games following these ones, so I'm sure there'll be options on the table for us to consider if we get to that point that Saipan is actually confirmed to be out, but hopefully we can uh, reverse that situation in the next few weeks. That's the Pacific Games Council CEO, Andrew Minogue. Manu Samoa will take on the Wallabies in their final test before departing for the Rugby World Cup. The fixture on September the 7th will be the first at the new Bankwest Stadium in Parramatta in Western Sydney. It will also be the first time the two countries have faced off since Samoa's famous 32-23 triumph over Australia back in 2011. Head coach Steve Jackson says they jumped at the opportunity after being approached by Australia a few weeks ago. You know, extremely happy to be able to play Australia. It's an exciting Rugby World Cup year. I mean, Rugby World Cup's pretty exciting, but I think now to have that game leading into the Rugby World Cup, it's going to be, um, you know, something special for our players, um, especially, um, you know, what better preparation to, to have than to play a, um, a top-tier one um, nation um, in, in Australia. So did Rugby Australia approach Samoa? Uh, yes, um, from what I understand, we got we got an email um, a few weeks ago, and, and Vincent, I mean, our CEO, has done some great work around that <clears throat> in terms of putting that together and discussing it with the uh, Australian Rugby Union. And then I got an email, and didn't take too long to say yes, mate. I, I can tell you that you know, as soon as the email appeared, we um, we jumped on it, and and um, yeah, it's all come about um, pretty quick and exciting. And so, as coach of the Manu, uh, had you been hoping for or in discussions about you know wanting another game? Is that something you felt that was required to to sort of to um, you know, top off your, your preparations? You know, we obviously got the PNC, which gives us three games, but then there was a, a substantial break in between that and um, us travelling to Japan. So the idea was always to try and get a couple of games um, pre-Rugby World Cup. So we've got a game lined up against Tonga, um, which needs to be confirmed to give us some game time again. But then this um, opportunity arose, <clears throat> you know, which is a week out from uh, Rugby World Cup, which is going to be perfect preparations for us. So, you know, it's great.
So in terms of the PNC, who how many you got three games in the PNC? Is that so Fiji, Tonga, and and uh, USA? So we pretty much come together. Um, we can Apia play against Tonga, then we fly to Fiji for two weeks. Um, first game against USA, and then our last game against Fiji. And then effectively, um, if we didn't have a couple of games, we'd probably have a, about a five week break um, with no rugby. Um, or no contact rugby really um, against the opposition until um, we got on the aeroplane and, and headed to Japan. So um, it's a perfect timing for us. Um, you know, we'll come back to Auckland and, and regroup there after the PNC, um, after we've been in Apia, um, and then, and then uh, look forward to um, the test against Australia. We are roughly about six months out from that Rugby World Cup. How, how are you feeling about preparations? Uh, are you getting a plenty of text messages or WhatsApps or Facebook messages <laughs> from uh, suddenly uh, a few more players are, are extra keen or can see possibly a, you know, a pathway to a tournament? Or There's a whole uh, bunch of things that we need to consider. You know, One, before approaching players, and two, you know, there's obviously contracts with players with their with one with their franchises and their own club sides, you know, that all that sort of stuff to take into consideration. Um, but, you know, uh, at the moment, there's been, you know, not only me and my coaching staff and, and my management team that are, that are extremely excited, but, you know, like you said, you know, I have had some messages around from players, you know, that are, that are willing to put their hand up and, and want to be at Rugby World Cup, which, you know, from a coach's point of view, is, is fantastic. Um, you know, so again, you know, it's just one of those things that's going to take some time. Uh, we've got time on our side to to get a team together, and um, you know, and we'll be taking every opportunity to make sure that you know the 31 players that go to Rugby World Cup are the best players that um, you know we believe are going to go and do a job for us. The big talking point, rugby-wise, I guess, in the last uh, few weeks, especially, has been the idea of this World League, Nations League. Um, at the moment, the proposal seems to be you know 12 teams uh, with the final two spots on merit, which on rankings, I guess, at the moment would be. Uh, Japan and, and Fiji uh, and that obviously is a fluid situation have a good World Cup things could all change and it could be two completely different teams um, but you know what are your inclinations what do you what do you think of when you see that uh, you know as coach of a team like Samoa I, I know the Prime Minister and Chair of the Rugby Union made some pretty strong comments at the end of last week um, saying that he didn't really think it was based on uh, merit it was based you know on, on money and, and teams like yours that have a great World Cup history a great international rugby history including that went over Australia, which of course you might have a chance to replicate come September. Um, you know, seem to get forgotten about. Do you do you think Samoa has a chance of being in a tournament like this? Do you think it would be good for Pacific nations? To be honest, you know, we're we're ranked 16th in the world, and again, we can only control um, what we do within our group. Results will determine our ranking. Um, so again, you know, really our own destiny is in our own hands, and we need to we need to do well um, and start winning. Um, end of story. Uh, you start winning, your ranking get up higher, um, and then again we get inside that top ten, that top twelve, top ten, whatever it is. Um, then we deserve to be there. But again, I think you know the people that uh, are at the top in world rugby. Hopefully, they're making the right decisions. Not just what's you know what's best for Pacific rugby, but what's best for the player. You know we've got to, we've got to take that into consideration as well. You know player welfare is a massive thing. You know, with our players, when we're looking at games, etc., um, how we can freshen them up. You know, that everything's a lot faster and harder um, these days in, in terms of the rugby game. So again, they've got to be mindful um, of player welfare first and foremost. Um, and again, you know, understand that Pacific rugby is a breeding ground. You know, for the superstars that that are, that are named year in year out um, in terms of the world rugby. You know, I think hopefully. Those people that are making those decisions are actually making the right ones and not selfish ones. So That's the Manu Samoa coach, Steve Jackson. The new head coach for Tonga Netball is excited by the chance to grow and develop the sport at the grassroots and high-performance levels. 
Yakwa Hedal returned to New Zealand last year to take up the role as general manager of Netball Taranaki after 26 years living in Australia. She spent two decades coaching netball across the Tasman and in 2016 was named Netball New South Wales Coach of the Year. Hedal is from a Rarotonga and Tahitian background but says the chance to coach with Tonga is a fantastic opportunity. I'm particularly interested in Tonga netball are trying to establish a high performance program and for me starting at uh, the foundation level and being a part of building that program with them was really exciting so I'm glad that came about. Because I suppose you know in this part of the world obviously you've got your New Zealand Australia at, at that elite level and, and below that in the Pacific you've got Fiji Samoa typically knocking on the door and a step below that, probably the likes of the Cook Islands and, and Tonga, I guess, in, in recent years have been, you know, a level below that and have had less opportunities. You know, I suppose what that does mean is there's certainly a lot of room for growth in Tonga Netball. Um, there is a lot of room, uh, room for growth and it probably says a lot about Tonga Netball and their investment in wanting to start a high-performance program and pathway. And that's partly, um, you know, d- due to Salote's commitment um, to that process. Now, the the short-term plan for us is, was obviously preparation for athletes, having them in camp for the Pacific Nations Cup and just gaining some experience for them, uh, playing against uh, some nations that had some skill and it will give them some experience within that space. Uh, and then for, for us leading into the South Pacific Games in July, it, it's, that's a really important event for us because there is an opportunity for us to increase our world ranking, which is the ultimate goal. Um, and, it, and it's going to take some time, but I think Netball Tonga are uh, on the right pathway for that to happen. So, yeah, first step, of course, this week, you've got uh, Cook Island, Samoa, Stars of Southern Cross, Aotearoa Māori and, and New Zealand Defence Force, obviously the 16th tournament. Um, uh, for Tonga, in many ways, I guess it's just competition. I know last year they, they played in the Oceania World Cup qualifiers, I think it was, uh, after the Com Games. So um, how, how did you come about to select your squad and, and what are you wanting to get out of this week? Uh, we have uh, six athletes that are based in Tonga, so that's really exciting for us to be able to, and the bigger picture of that is to be able to develop athletes that are actually residing in Tonga and the knowledge that they take back uh, and to be able to share with their community, which ultimately is going to increase the skill development level within Tonga. The other half of our squad are New Zealand uh, residents, so they live here, they're Tongan athletes. So they've uh, they joined our camp uh, about four days ago, but the girls have actually been in camp for 10. Um, so that's it's a really big step for us. The big part for us is being able to get them to connect as a team so that they're competitive when they go into competition at the end of the week. But the, the number one goal for us is for them to gain some experience and understand what it is that they're up against moving forward. Looking at some of the scores from a year ago, Tonga weren't that far behind when they played the likes of Cook Island, Samoa and, and even Fiji. So um, how, how competitive do you think you can be against your... Uh, you know, the likes of Cook Islands and Samoa, who you'll obviously come up against over the next few days and, and are your sort of traditional rivals? Yeah, look, um, we expect to be uh, quite competitive and it's probably that lack of experience that um, just didn't get them over the line in the end 12 months ago. Um, so now hopefully they've got, they've got a little bit of experience under their belt. The camp leading uh, into the weekend has been really, really great. Um, and there's no doubt that Pacific Island sports people in general um, have a flair and a competitiveness. So it's going to be really exciting to see everybody play against each other. And so your first official international match in charge for Tonga will be against the Cook Islands. There's not going to be any divided loyalties? <laughs> no, there won't be. My loyalty is, is to Tonga and I'm actually very proud to be representing them. So I'm, I'm privileged and I'm grateful.
That's the Tonga netball coach, Yakwa Hedel. The Papua New Guinea Hunters rugby league team are yet to score a point two weeks into the new season. The 2017 Intrust Super Cup winners were thrashed 24-0 by Northern Pride at the National Football Stadium in Port Moresby on Sunday. That followed a 10-0 defeat away to Tweedhead's Seagulls in the opening round. Prior to this season, the Hunters had never finished a game without scoring, and coach Michael Marum admits it's a worry. Yeah, really disappointed with the uh, effort yesterday. Uh, I thought the forwards went well, but again, the halves. Uh, yeah, but, you know, under conditions, no excuse. Uh, so, yeah, uh, there's, uh, you know, we're struggling with a, you know, uh, spine now. So, you know, a lot of people see it, but, you know, problem is this is the best place from the uh, Judicial Cup competition that we bought in. So, that's supposed to be the next uh, group of uh, players that we'll be picking from. So, you know, we just have to uh, be, be patient with them and make sure give them a bit more time, I think. This year is not about finals, so uh, we're building the side again. So hopefully they they get to play together really soon, so uh, well together. So yeah. Do you, do you think those players, these players that have come up from the GCL Cup, and, and obviously some of your players, including your halves, have been around the Hunter squad for a couple of years, but not obviously starting with the likes of Watson and Saber in the team, for example. But um, do, do you think these players will be capable of stepping up to this Intra Super Cup level? given more time, or are you starting to wonder if maybe this isn't their level? thought about, you know, also looking looking around again. But, yeah, so our problem is some of these boys can't, they can't control the, uh, the, the, the uh, team around them. Inside the field, they don't talk too much. Uh, Indra Super Cup is going to get tougher uh, season as games go on. So there's no, this is a time that they probably, you know, all the teams are still trying out all their, their new players and, and uh, if it means uh, for these young boys to uh, uh, be competitive, they tend to uh, mean start playing now. So start playing their game and start leading. And at the moment, yeah, there's just I've got question mark on you know most of them now. So I'm looking at comparing players from past 2014 till till uh, this year. And this young group, I think, uh, will will take really long time for them to gel together and play uh, together as team. Yeah. Because you mentioned the defence was was decent, and you know over two rounds you've conceded 34 points, which isn't a lot. Um, I mean, quite clearly, when you haven't scored any points yet, then attack is an issue. Um, does it become a psychological thing? Because obviously these players are going to start wondering where is that where's that first try going to come from? Yeah, try. Right, yeah, uh, yesterday we, we we had a good bit of preparation, but just on execution on game day now. So, you know, again, uh, kicking game. Yeah, I've seen that a lot of them are tr- probably trying too much. It's doing too much, so yeah, so they're probably too, uh, thinking about the, the the game too much, or or probably pressure from the uh, the families. So, so that's something we're having a uh, team meeting this afternoon. Basically, just going through and making sure that we get some views from everyone else around the group and seeing the players around. So hopefully, we we bounce back this weekend yeah, and get to put the uh, first try this weekend. And obviously you've got the benefit of once again being at home, so uh, you, you didn't have to travel back this week. You're already in Port Moresby and you've got a full week to prepare for this game against Sunshine Coast, uh, a team that you've got a good history against, of course. You played them in that grand final in 2017 and, and they've and they've started very strongly. Yeah, that's right. They they uh, a big win last weekend. So, you know, they beat at least 30 points to six. So, you know, we, we can't keep trialling players or keep saying, uh, you know, these boys are young and new and, you know, they, they need to stay up to be a question and, you know, show us what they can do. That's the PNG Hunters coach, Michael Marum, and that's the Wilton Sport for this week. As always, thank you very much for listening. Come.
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.